0: You made it. You made it. Some of you this past year has been full of making new and making great moments. Some of you right now, you've either stepped into a new job or you're about to step into something new, maybe a new job, maybe a new promotion. Some of you have been promoted to retirement. All of us are saying congratulations to you. Others of you have just gotten married or are about to get married. And for the men, if you haven't realized yet, one of the things about getting promoted in marriage is the fact that you get the privilege of a honey-do list. (laughs) Congratulations. Yes, and the wives are saying amen to that. Some of you are either expecting or you've just had a baby. And you know what? This past year or the new year represents brand new things for you. But I think there are some of us who are here today who are struggling in our heart because this past year has been full of difficulties and challenges and struggles and there's been heartache and heartbreak and breakups and breakdowns. And really the only resolution that we're making right now is saying, God, I hope And pray I don't have the same year next year that I had this year. Some of us, we're not even making a resolution about a new job or a promotion or something new. We're just saying, God, please help me have a different year this year. Well, I want to talk on the topic to those of you who have been struggling. I want to speak on the topic anointed for breakthrough. Anointed for breakthrough. For you see, we are standing on the threshold of a new calendar year. But more importantly, I believe that we are standing on a spiritual threshold and God wants us to experience a breakthrough in the new year. God wants us to experience a breakthrough in our life in the new year. And so with that said, I want to invite you to join me in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. Open your Bible. Turn on your Bible. You can open up your Westover app. We have notes there for you to follow along. And let me give you a little bit of context about what's happening. Jesus has just begun his ministry and he is ministering in the countryside. And it just so happens he returns to his hometown Nazareth. Let's pick up the story in verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit now, let me pause here and say this There is power In the Spirit There's power in the Holy Spirit and for those of you who may have just recently come to Christ We believe in the Trinitarian God. We believe that God is there is one God Represented by three persons. It's the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit They all have different roles, but they're all in unity in how they operate. And so Jesus and the Holy Spirit are working together, and Jesus is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, which were their churches, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, which was the holy day, he went into the synagogue as was his what? His custom. Did you know that Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, was in the habit of going to church? Jesus was in the habit of going to church. Now, do you think he needed to go to church? No, but he chose to go to church. Some of us, as we step into the new year, we need to make a decision, affirm, Draw a line in the stand decision saying we're going to make church a priority and I'm not saying that as a pastor I'm saying this as a fellow believer Because God's house is where we experience God's presence Yes, God wants us to experience his power and his presence in our home and in our family and in our workplace but When we decide to come to church, what we're saying is, God, I am actively choosing to get close to you. The Bible says that if we draw close to him, he draws close to us. And some of you are wondering, why is God so distant? Can I suggest to you that he's waiting for you to make the first move? Sometimes he's waiting for us to step up and to step out. Some of us are waiting for God to do something, and He says, I'm here. I'm waiting to meet with you. So He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, He found the place where it is written. And if you have a red letter Bible, you see these are the words of Jesus. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me. Now, listen to the things He proclaims to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Bible says that Jesus, God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the things he declared back then to them are the same things that he's declaring today to you and I. He's got new good news for your needs. He's got healing for your illnesses. He's got freedom from your struggles. And guess what? He has a year of his favor for you in the next year. And he wants us to cross the threshold from where we're at into the new year. But the only way that we can have a breakthrough year is by embracing the Holy Spirit and His anointing. I have found that the Holy Spirit's anointing activates. Spiritual breakthrough it is the ingredient the active ingredient that activates spiritual breakthrough So I want you to decide right now if you're in the house or you're joining us online and you want a breakthrough in your life I want you to decide in your heart right at this moment that today this moment you're gonna fully pursue the Lord and You're gonna say God guess what? I want to qualify myself For a breakthrough year, I'm going to pursue your anointing, I'm going to chase it wholeheartedly, and I'm going to go hard after you. So today I want to share with you two steps to experience the Holy Spirit and a breakthrough in the new year. Two steps that we can take to activate that. The first step is to welcome His presence. Verse 18 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. This is an appropriate way to designate it. And in in a minute, I'm going to talk a little bit about the anointing and how the anointing is upon us. But another way for us to understand this is that Jesus is actually saying the Holy Spirit is with me. What he's saying is the Holy Spirit and I, we're on the same team. We are a dynamic duo. And as I was preparing for this message, what came to my mind was The idea of squad goals. Squad goals. For those of you who have a puzzled look on your face, let me explain. Your squad is your team. It's your posse. It's your people. It's your crew. It's your tribe. It's the people you do life with. And squad goals are the goals that you have for your team about what you want them to be, about what you want them to become, and what you want them to do. But squad goals... Also refer to the people that you want on your team For example if you're playing a game of pick up basketball Tim Duncan is squad goals Not LeBron Not Steph Curry Not the beard. I'm gonna say it publicly here. It's Tim Duncan If you're wanting to buy a car a house a company maybe a small country Warren Buffett is squad goals for you. And if you're wanting to lose weight in the new year, maybe Billy Blanks is squad goals for you. And for those of you who don't know, look him up online, you'll discover who he is. Now I'll just, say, I'll just tell you this, never in my life when it comes to athletics, have I ever been squad goals for anybody. <laughs> this has never happened. I was very active growing up but my brother was the athlete and so often I had the experience of being the last one picked and the only verse that provided comfort to me, I never uttered it to anybody, was that verse that says, those that are last shall be first. That's the only comfort that I had. So if you're in the habit of being picked last, let that be an encouragement to you. But on one day, something magical happened. It didn't happen before then, and it didn't happen after then, but for one day, I was squad goals. It just so happened that my brother and I, we were playing with our friends, I was playing with his friends, and we were playing rollerblade hockey. And so two of my brother's friends were the team captains, and as what was usual, my brother was picked early on. But he said something that he had never said before, and I don't think he said after. He says, if you pick me, You have to pick my brother. And for that moment, I was squad goals. I was squad goals. And it was a magical moment. I thought the clouds opened up and the glory of the Lord shone down and the angels were singing hallelujah, hallelujah, because in that moment, I was squad goals. And I had a great moment. What I didn't realize is that there were some other things at play. For you see, my brother's team needed a goalie And they needed someone to get shot at by the hockey disc. And I got that privilege. The other thing that was at play was the fact that my brother had left me out of some things the past week. And my mom said, if your brother is not on your team, your friends cannot come over. But for that brief moment, I was caught by the statement my brother said, if you want me, you have to take my brother. And I just think that the Holy Spirit is saying that to us. If you want me, you have to receive Jesus because you can't get the Holy Spirit unless you take Jesus in your life because a relationship with Jesus qualifies us for the anointing and for the breakthrough that we're yearning for in our life. And if you're here today or you're joining us online and if you've never made a decision to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, at the very end of our service, I'm going to give you an opportunity for you to meet him so that he, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit can be squad goals for you. The second step that activates the Holy Spirit and the anointing in our life in a new year is to receive his anointing. Verse 18 says this, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me. Now, some of you may be saying, I don't understand what the anointing is all about. Let me explain it to you. We need to understand a little bit about the context of ancient biblical times. Back then, people were not traditionally wealthy. They didn't have a lot of money in that time. So people would measure wealth in terms of what they could raise, in terms of crops, or in terms of the animals that they could raise as well. And one of the best flocks of animals to have back then was sheep. They're ideal for the topography and for the land of Israel. And for those of you who are going with us to Israel, you'll notice the way that there's rolling hills. But the problem with allowing sheep to graze in the open land is often the sheep would graze too close to a thorn bush. And what would happen is that they would get a scratch on the face And this was a very big problem for the sheep and for the shepherd. Because what would often happen is when they would have a wound, it would attract insects and it would bring infection. And the way the sheep tried to get relief is they would bang their head on hard objects to try to get relief. This would cause injury and even death to the sheep. And what the shepherds then discovered is that if they took the oil that they cooked with, and they took the oil that they had for their lamps and they used it and they were to anoint the head of the sheep. What the oil would do, would it would run over the wound, it would wash away the insects, the oil would get in the wound. And because olive oil has medicinal properties, it would accelerate the healing of the wound. And ultimately it would provide peace to the sheep. The same is true in our life. The anointing of the Holy Spirit affords to us protection, healing, and peace to you and I. But the anointing doesn't stop there. God chose this symbol of the anointing to mean so much more. In fact, when God gave the assignment to the prophets to go find the next king of Israel, he would instruct the prophet to take oil, find that person, and then anoint their head with oil. And in that moment, it was a change of assignment, a, con- a communication and a transformation of authority, a conveying of authority unto them. This is what God used. To transform someone now was it the oil itself no it's the fact that what came with it was the spirit of the Lord listen to this in 1st Samuel 16 verse 13 it says that when David was anointed king from that day on the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David now David he understood about the anointing because he was a shepherd And in fact, he was the one that penned those words in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He also said, you anoint my head with oil. What the anointing also brings with us is protection, provision, power, God's presence, healing, transformation. And if you are needing that today, I want you to pursue the anointing in your life as well. But Jesus is the ultimate in terms of being the anointed one. In fact, when we say Jesus Christ, what we're actually saying is Jesus the anointed one. And because he is the anointed one, he has the ability to anoint us. Since he is the anointed one, he is the one that has the ability to anoint us. And I just want to suggest to you, I want to say emphatically to you that God has a divine assignment for you and for I. He has a divine assignment for us, and I've discovered that divine assignments always come with divine anointing and authority. God wants to anoint the assignment that he has for you and I, and I want to speak to the young adults who are here in the room or joining us online. God has a divine assignment for you. Some of you feel like you are at the threshold and you can't cross over into the new thing that God has for you. Maybe you're waiting to be done with your school or to start your career, or maybe you're in the process of waiting for a relationship or marriage and you feel like you're in this waiting game. I want you to decide that God, to decide to say to God, I want you to anoint the thing that you have for me right now. God can anoint you in your assignment today. God wants to advance you. And I've discovered while you wait, if you take care of the things that matter to God, he'll take care of you. If you take care of the things that matter to God, he'll take care of you. And I also want to speak specifically to you young adults who are about to step to passion. Many of you are going, anticipating a touch from God, a word from God. Can I suggest to you that God wants you to get lit today? here and now, so that when you go to Passion, you are prepared for the thing that he wants to pour out into your life. You're waiting to go there to meet with him when he's saying, I'm right here, and I want to meet with you, and I want to pour out my spirit on you, and I want to anoint the assignment that I have for you. Parents, those children that frustrate you, they are a divine assignment and I wanna speak specifically to you single moms and single dads, you guys are my heroes. You guys are my heroes. You're sometimes raising them alone. Sometimes you're co-parenting with your child's other parent. God wants to anoint you. And I'm just praying that he'll give you a double portion, that he'll make up the gap for you, whatever that means for you, that he'll make up the gap for you in your life. And that him through the anointing will activate you. Husband and wife, the marriage that God has entrusted to you is a divine assignment. All of us, whether we realize it or not, whether we stood at a courthouse or in front of a minister, we all made a commitment before God saying we're going to love and cherish our spouse to the death to us part. But some of us, we've gotten off course and we're trying to accomplish this spiritual assignment in our own flesh. Galatians 3.3 says this, and I'm paraphrasing, don't be foolish. Don't try to finish in the flesh what started in the spirit. Some of us, we're struggling in our marriage and we need to have a come to Jesus altar moment where we say, God, I need you to anoint my marriage i need you to provide protection i need you to provide peace i need you to provide transformation i need you to empower me to say the thing i need to say and to do the thing i need to do and i also need you to help restrain me in the areas of my life that i need restraint and the holy spirit can help us because god when he gives us a divine assignment he always provides anointing and authority but in order for us to fully appreciate the anointing we have to understand that the anointing It comes at a cost. The anointing comes at a cost. The process of making anointing oil exacts a very heavy cost on the olive. For you see, the oil maker has to bruise, break, and crush the olive to release the oil. Jesus, the anointed one, was bruised, Broken and crushed The book of Isaiah 53 verse 5 says this But he Jesus Was pierced for our transgressions He was crushed for our iniquities The punishment that brought Us peace was on him And by his wounds we are healed Church Jesus was broken So that we could have a Breakthrough Jesus was broken so that we could Have a breakthrough he bought your breakthrough with his blood. I don't want you to miss that. He was broken so that you would not be broken. He was broken so that we could have healing. The problem is, is that many of us don't have the proper perspective or approach to our pain. We see pain and we see it as something we need to avoid but pain is the seed of transformation and it is the catalyst for change could it be possible that the breaking and the crushing that you're experiencing is actually a precursor to the breakthrough that god wants to release the anointing that he wants to release in your life if he led you through the fire it was not to burn you it was to refine you if he led you through the water it wasn't to drown you it was to cleanse you. And if he led you through a crushing, it was not to destroy you, but to release the anointing. Church, God has a purpose for your pain. So don't push pain away, push through. It is the pathway to God's Presence and purpose and if you're willing to stay the course and continue to push through you will discover that God has been With you he's been in front of you. He's been behind you. He's been beside you He's been on top of you. He's been within you and he's been leading you to his purpose for you Don't miss it church Push through and you will see his presence made manifest and his anointing released in your life God God wants to do something incredible in your life if we're willing to step in and to step up. But some of us, we can't receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing because our life is full of some things. Our life is full of some things. Some years ago, my wife and I, we were traveling internationally. And I'll just say this, I love to watch other people travel because you can learn a lot about people when you're traveling. And it just so happened we were waiting to check in to the international gate before we went through security, and there was a couple in front of us. And so they went and they checked in and they put their big bags up, and those bags went on their way. And right as they were walking away to go to the gate, the attendant said, hold on sir and ma'am, I need to weigh your carry-ons. Because when you travel internationally, they don't just weigh your your check baggage, they weigh all of your bags. So the man, he takes one of his bags and he puts it up and it's just right at the weight. And then the wife puts up her bag and guess what? She had overpacked and there was way too much in her bag. She didn't make weight. The problem was, was that her check bags, the big bags that had capacity had already gone. And so the attendant at the gate, at the check-in area, said to them, I'm sorry, sir, but in order for you to carry the bag that you have right now, it's going to cost you. There is a fee you have to pay to continue your journey. So he did what most of us would do, is he opened up his wife's bag and he began to throw stuff away not good marriage advice i worked for nearly 10 years as a marriage counselor don't do that guys okay let her do it but he threw away her shoes he threw away a jacket he was about ready to throw away her makeup (laughs) to make weight and she was able to save that they the bag made weight and then they went on their journey but i begin to wonder how many of us stand at a threshold of a new leg of the journey that God has for us. And he says, hold on. The things that you're carrying, the extra baggage that you're carrying is going to cost you in the next season. You can carry it forward, but it's going to cost you. Some of us, we need to leave some things in this year before we step into the new year, into the new season that God has for us. And he's saying, will you let it go so that you can move forward and so it doesn't cost you? I have found carrying extra baggage will always cost you more than you're willing to pay. And I just firmly believe in my own heart that as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit's whispering to you about things that you and I, we need to let go of so we can step into the new thing, so that we can cross that boundary line and step into the fullness of the new year, so that we can step into the breakthrough year, so that we can step into the year of the Lord's favor that he has for us. But even as I speak, some of you are saying in your own mind and heart, but pastor, you don't understand. I'm struggling right now. There's an attitude in my life I can't get rid of. There's an addiction I can't shake. There's a memory from my past that day in and day out continues to wound me. Church, there's good news. The book of Isaiah says that the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage, he was broken. To set you free. He was broken to set you free from depression. He was broken to set you free from that memory that plagues you. He was broken to give you freedom from the addiction. The Bible says it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And if you're right there, at the end of our time, we're going to have a moment for you to step forward and say, God, I want... A breakthrough. I need you to break some things so that I can break forth into the new year. Just a handful of weeks ago, I was driving to work, and as I was driving to work, I saw a sign that intrigued me. It caught my attention, and it said fresh oil. And so I stopped, I took a photo, and as I was taking the photo, I noticed what the road crew was doing. What they were doing is they were pouring fresh oil into the broken places of the road to repair it. And I realized that the Holy Spirit does the same thing in our life. When He provides a fresh oil anointing in our life, He fills in the broken places. He fills in the fractured places. He fills in the hidden places of our life. He has the ability to overcome the insecurities and the inadequacies and the worries that we have when he provides that fresh oil anointing. And can I just encourage you? The Holy Spirit is here today saying, will you let me fill in the broken places? Will you let me fill in the hidden places? Will you let me restore you? Make you better than you? He can do it. He wants to do it. He yearns to do it in your life. And so as I close, I want to invite you to stand with me. I want to invite you to stand with me. I'm going to invite the prayer team to get ready for our ultimate moment. I'm also going to invite our deacon and deaconess, anyone on our leadership team, to step forward. Some of us who are here, we are yearning for a breakthrough. We want a breakthrough banner year. But in order for us to have that, we must welcome the Holy Spirit and his anointing. We must welcome Jesus in our life. Some of you who are here, you know in your heart, you don't know Jesus. And right now I wanna give you a private audience with the Lord. I wanna invite you to bow your heads and I want you to close your eyes. No one looking, no one moving. We're gonna have a formal dismissal in a moment. This is the most important moment for somebody here or joining us. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Some of you know that you've never made a decision for Christ and the way that we activate Breakthrough is by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so if you're here today and you've never made a decision for Christ or it's been a long time since you've said yes to the Lord, I want to invite you on the count of three to raise your hand One, two, three. Raise your hand. Yes, yes, yes. I see hands going up all across the area. Yes, yes, yes. God sees you. God sees you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, those of you who have your hands raised, I want to invite you to step forward. I want you to step forward. A member of our prayer team would love to pray with you. They'd love to help you connect with Jesus, the anointed one. Don't delay, come forward right now. To the rest of us who are here, some of you are yearning for a breakthrough. You've had a challenging season and you know in your heart that you need to experience the fullness of His presence. You need Him to anoint you. If you're at this place in your life where you or somebody that you know is needing a breakthrough in their life, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. If you need a breakthrough, I want you to come. Come, come, come. Come now. Come now. A member of our prayer team would love to pray with you. They'd love to encourage you. They'd love to help you connect with Jesus, the anointed one. Let's connect with Jesus, the one who releases the anointing and breakthrough in our life. Team, would you lead us?